This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. ESPNU. ESPN app. All of our great ESPN stations across the country, including Sirius XM Channel 80, as well as ESPN West Palm. Brand new office open. Grand opening. We're headed for it. Thanks to Celsius next week. Fun in the sun. What are you giving me that look for? I forgot my Celsius this morning, and it's ruined my whole morning. Oh, it's no. ruined my whole day. Oh, no. I was like, what did I do? I'm no. getting a dirty oh. look no, from you, Smalls. No, you said Celsius, and it triggered my anger to myself. So you're playing hurt right now. I am playing yeah, hurt today. Yeah, you got a little bit of a sprained ankle. I probably will no play Celsius. hurt tomorrow, too. Really? I'm going to the ballet tonight. Oh, wow. Oh, Fancy that. Fancy uh-huh. that. Yeah. Wow. A so that's probably a late where, night where for your Where's it girl. at? Where, where, I think it's at Lincoln Center. Lincoln Center? Yeah. Very cool. We're in a gown. I'm very excited. Oh, really? Full gown. Oh, yeah. You're ve- very adult. Yeah. You're very grown I'm up. I'm turning it up. Very Nails done, hair up. done, everything so did. So you're Let's playing go. her. Nice. You're She's playing fancy. her tomorrow. Our uh, social and digital guy, Rob, says he's playing her today, although I don't know, because he seemed to have a, some night last night from what I gather. I don't think he's playing hurt. No, no, he's playing. He's playing hurt. He had a long night, but, but here's the thing: it's worth it for Rob. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah, worth it. And we're not going to tell that online. We're not going. Oh, you just those, did. Those, no, those are stories that we'll keep. We'll keep in, in between the breaks. But Rob, Rob definitely won last night, even though it feels like he lost this morning. You know, I it, I feel like we need to say to Rob, apologies. I wasn't familiar with your game. Yeah. Now we are. Yeah. Wow. Starting, yeah, we're, we're more familiar with his work. Correct. People in the tri-state are more familiar Correct. with his work now. Yeah. He's doing things. He's making it happen. Good for Rob. Didn't take him a whole lot of time. What's he been doing? Seven days? Didn't take him a whole lot of time, neither. (laughs) So you're saying his work unsports ESPN and all of our social and digital platforms, of course. It was was easier for him to get active that way than it was for me to get vaccinated. Like think, think about that. Like, like in one fell swoop, Rob, Rob has let his presence be known. In one evening, one wine tasting, he's he's let every he put out the bat signal. Everybody knows he's in the tri-state. You should have brought him with you I, to the pharmacy. I, I had to go to the pharmacy not once but twice. Just to get vaccinated. Do you think if you brought Rob wild. with you, they would have given you the shot? Yeah, there? and you know what? It might have worked <laughs> out. It might have worked out. Maybe somebody that he met might have been at the Works pharmacy. Works at a pharmacy. Works at the pharmacy. <laughs> it could have expedited the situation. Oh, you're with Rob? Oh, Come you're on. with Rob? Cool. Yeah, exactly. They send you right it's to like, the back. Uh, who cares that you won a Super Bowl? You, you got to know Rob in order to get the VIP <laughs> treatment right, here. Right. You know Rob exactly. from at Unsports ESPN? Wow. wow. Um, so, yeah, that is something that we've been dealing with today, that CC goes to get the shots, the flu shots, whatever else, and nobody the flu shot in the booth. Nobody's in the pharmacy, and they deny him. They say, we have no appointments available. He looks around and says, who's here instead of me? But here's the problem with it, though. I went at 9 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday morning. It's the same logic that you use for the grocery store. You go to the grocery store 6.30 in the morning on Saturdays, right? That's that's what you do. You love it because there's nobody there. You got carte blanche. I was sitting there thinking the same thing. I know I didn't make an appointment online. I couldn't make an appointment online because the website wouldn't let me. So I decided I was going to walk in in person 9 o'clock in the morning because I knew nobody would be there on a Sunday morning. Smart. I knew that. In, tr- in true to form, nobody was there. There was w- there was one cashier, and there were two pharmacists. That's it. I walk up to the pharmacist and I said, "Well, yeah, I tried to book online. The, you know, I couldn't do it on the online site." She said, "Well, that's probably because we don't have any availability." And I said, "Well, can I can I get the shots now?" She says. Well, no, we're not accepting walk-ins because we're so busy. I looked around. I took a step back away from the counter, looked around, both shoulders, went back and looked at the lady. I said, ma'am, there's nobody here. She says, yes, but you don't have an appointment, and it's our policy right now. She's like, it's only two of us working here at the pharmacy. I said, well, in my mind, 
how many of y'all does it take <laughs> to give me my vaccine shots? Like, how many pharmacists does it take to screw in a light bulb? It just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. And so I asked the question, when can I come back? Let's schedule an appointment now. When can I come back and get my vaccines? She said, you can come tomorrow. And I said, okay, great. What time tomorrow? She said, really, anytime you want. <laughs> well, I thought you were so busy that you couldn't accept walk-ins, but now I can come in anytime I want the next day? What sense does that make, Smalls? None. And the worst part about it is I made an appointment for the next day, came 30 minutes early to set appointment. It took me less than five minutes to get both shots. I was on my way out the door. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. By the way, we have Come on, pharmacies. Be better. The whole point of the flu shot and the booster shot for COVID is to make it easy for people. You don't want to make it painful. It's stupid. We have breaking My goodness. news. Breaking news. Oh, yeah. Who have we been talking about outside of CC at the pharmacy all show today? Draymond Green. Well, because... He did it, He did something last he night. He felt with, like slapping somebody today. Slap, slap, <laughs> slap somebody then, today. And then, and then, once again, Yosef Nurkic in the game against the Suns last night. And then, and then we said, well, you know, maybe he is good for the league because maybe he is polarizing and memorable, and maybe he is that kind of guy. And I said, you know, he's a one name kind of guy, Draymond. To which CC said, well, yeah, it's because his name is not very common. And we had the question: Is there another Draymond anywhere? Draymond in Augusta. Joining us by way of the ESPN app wow. is that is that your real name your your given name Draymond? Oh, oh God, oh God, I'm a Draymond, but uh, you know what I'm saying I ain't green, I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> so Yo, your name a, is Draymond. A, yeah, hundred percent. And uh, we found Draymond? a Draymond. Yeah. Look at us. So so being named Draymond does that predispose you to slapping people? When you feel like it? It doesn't. It okay, doesn't. All right, I feel all right. like I need to say something to my fellow Draymond real quick. If y'all <laughs> yeah, let's hear it. Absolutely. Quick. So Floor, Draymond to Draymond. Floor, go ahead, Draymond. Floor is yours, Dre. Let's go. <laughs> all right. So the most important thing we're dealing here with is potential, potential mental health issues, right? So especially aggressive behavior following a minimal ability to contain emotions while performing his duties as a professional basketball player. You feel me? All right. So in my opinion, the NBA and the Golden State Warriors are complicit and enabling this now-conditioned, almost respected behavior from this NBA player. So maybe an intake mental health facility may be the only thing that anyone, and at this point, including the NBA player Draymond Green, would benefit from at this particular point in time. Dre, I mean, that's well said. I I couldn't have said it any better. I guess the question is, how long away from basketball does Draymond need in order to get these issues, if at all? Like, I I mean, do you – issue some type of suspension while Draymond is also getting this treatment for his mental health and anger management. That's the question. question. I I don't know that Adam Silver um, is going to be able to come to an easy answer, and I don't know that he's going to be able to get the MVP on board. Now, we had Dominique Foxworth here earlier, and he's worked with both the NFLPA and the MBPA. He doesn't seem to think it's going to be a big hurdle to get the players on board with disciplining Draymond, but he also is skeptical that any type of suspension is going to change Dre's behavior. Yeah. Go ahead, Smells. Oh, I was just going to say, to your point, though, if it is a mental health issue that the NBA and or the Warriors are going to try to combat with him, is playing basketball something that's going to stop that process or stop that growth? I don't know. They're going to have to determine that. But it is a question worth asking, that's for sure. I think the best way of impacting change with behavior is to do something that you know factually will work. What we have seen so far in the length of suspension that Draymond has had, 
it has not worked. Now, CC, you're of the belief take more away and yeah, make it longer. Chance of make it longer. Uh, you know, if, I, you, if, if suspending you five games doesn't work, then double it. Make it ten games. I'm if that not doesn't of that work, belief. make it twenty games. Like yeah. we'll, we'll get to. We'll let water always finds it, its level. We'll find the punishment that actually stands out. And here's the thing: if it keeps going, then we suspend him indefinitely. And we but let if him. It keeps going, we, it means it's not working. We, though, we, suspensions. Well, that's great. Well, he's no longer a part of the NBA. Well, that yeah, yeah. That's, so I mean, if, if, there are extremes. If it has to go to those ends, if suspending him twenty games ain't enough, then we'll let him languish for a year, spend a year out of the NBA, and let's see then what happens. Let's see if you change. And if you don't, then you have no place here. But the thing that I'm not content with doing is letting him continue to get a slap on the wrist and come back and further endanger the health and well-being of other players. We saw it with Rudy Gobert with the chokehold. It was only a five-game suspension. Now he blatantly turned around and waylaid a guy and hit him in the head. That's not acceptable. Now he's saying that he was flailing and it was accidental. That man turned around, looked Nurkic in his eyes, and slapped the hell out of him. That that like if you do that on the street, you go into jail. And and also if you if it was an accident and you realize that you hit him too hard or the contact happened and you weren't expecting it, then you say, "Oh, I'm sorry." Or there's a response from you physically to acknowledge that it was an accident. When you watch the video, he doesn't do any of that. He turns around and he stares right at him again. There's no there's no physical remorse at all. So for him to retroactively come out and say, this is what I was doing, I didn't mean to, well, I didn't see any any behavior in that moment that leads me to believe that's how he felt. No, you're absolutely right. And his actions during the play and in the immediate aftermath lets me know that th- this can't be taken any kind of way, any other way. Like, th- th- this is not something that's open to other interpretations. This was malicious intent. He wanted to hurt Nurkic in that situation. He wanted to hit him. It wasn't accidental. And so if, if you see somebody that that is intentional with that type of behavior, then at that point, if you're Adam Silver, you got to take this dude off the court because yeah, he can't control himself. Yeah. My thing or my suggestion for Adam Silver, because I'm the one that should be suggesting things to the commissioner of the NBA, of course. Uh, my suggestion to Adam Silver is as follows. If you have not done this yet suspending him has not worked. Reprimanding him in the way in which we have has not worked. It Could it work more? Maybe. I would make a phone call today, and I'd make a phone call to LeBron James. And you're saying, why does LeBron have anything to do with this? Well, LeBron and Draymond are very close friends. LeBron is, is the king of the league. We know he's the most important player in the league. And I'd ask for help from LeBron. I said, what can, can you help me with this? Can you help this? Because this is beyond basketball at this point. And I would employ LeBron or Steph Curry to help out with this because I think he needs to hear from his peers more than he needs to hear from a front But office. Steph ain't been able to do nothing since. He hasn't been able well, to right. do anything. So, so why, gonna, why would Steph ask, be? I'm going to knock on, on LeBron's but, door. But I guess my whole point is if you're not taking him off the court, if you're not suspending him, what is it that you're going to do that you think will change his behavior? Or make him at least think about his behavior. Yeah, I, I don't know the answer to that because nothing to date has worked. Well, that's my point. Like, we haven't seen Draymond serve, what, double-digit suspension. So let's try that on and let's see how that works. And if that doesn't work, then we'll move to the indefinite variety. And if he spends all year on the sidelines and out of NBA arenas, then so be it. That's of his own making. I think the biggest part about that is what Neek brought up when he said the MBPA making sure that they're advocating for the players and setting future precedents as opposed to trying to defend Draymond because that's where it gets dicey. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, you have to think about player safety. You have to think about protecting the rest of the constituency. Right now, 
Draymond is a danger to them in the way that he plays basketball. And where it's weird is like, or where the gray area is, is Dominic Foxworth was brilliant on this thing to pr- protect the process moving forward. Oh, well, if somebody does that, does that mean they should be suspended indefinitely? And the answer is obviously no. It means Draymond with a past history like The context that. of, yes, yeah. yeah. Of course it that has matters. to be about him specifically. Draymond Green and the Warriors have obviously been a hot ticket over the years in the NBA. Hot ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tic- tickets. Experience it live with Vivid Seats. All right, coming up. We will get into more of your Draymond Green calls, plus conversations with Mel Kuyper in a little bit on the NFL Draft. You're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Dominic Foxworth, not a big believer in my outfit yesterday, but today I come back strong. I got my Wisconsin Badgers shirt. I'm very excited. Transfer portal, NIL. I almost just fell. Uh, Tyler Van Dyke, quarterback, Wisconsin bat. You were into that. You know he could play. TVD. Not to be confused with TDV. Tommy Tommy DeVito. DeVito. That's right. Our guy. Exactly. TVD on Wisconsin. Really like that. Really like that. Really excited about that. But are you suggesting that because you're wearing a Wisconsin shirt, it's not a stepdad sleigh today? I don't know. Is it? It is. It's a little stepdad. With that shirt. Underneath the shirt that you have, it is a, a very stepdad look. No question about it. I really love your mother. You have, I mean, you are the billboard for this is forty. Like you are that guy. <laughs> he is right. Well, I am forty three, right? Yeah, I exactly. Think. I think I do the math yeah, on that. Yeah, huh? exactly. Sometimes I get confused. Mm-hmm. Very, uh, very middle aged look. Yes. It's it's I'm like middle aged. Oh, if you're in your forties, that's middle aged, right? You hope so. You hope you live to 80. Right? Exactly. <laughs> you could be I'm over the hill. Right? Small age. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm middle-aged. middle-aged? Yeah, I know. It hits you like a ton of bricks, doesn't it? Aye. Yeah. My, my wife does that to me all the time. Mel does that. She's still, you're a couple years she's still living her me. best life. My wife's 35. Yeah. yeah she's she like, is. She's, she's living she's, it. She's, literally, she's like, you're, you're old. You're 41. <laughs> you're middle-aged. <laughs> that hurts. That stings. It's but 40s feels so young. Like the 40s feel like it's the new though. 30s. It's not though. I feel like 50s is middle age. That's what I would have thought, but no. But not small, for a but, man though. Middle age. I mean, middle age means the middle of life. Yeah, and men I die mean, earlier. If you live to be 80, that's. I mean, yeah, 50s probably middle age for me. Women, yeah, yeah, y'all, Italians y'all are, live long. Y'all are long livers. Yeah, that's right. 
Boy, this is uh, not where I expected this to Don't go. get depressed. Come on I'm now. We're doing, I, it. We're I doing a morning show about sports. I'm we com- love sports. I'm completely depressed off of this now. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Uh, back to the phones we go on. Does this hit com- you like, like Draymond yeah. hit Nurkic yeah. last night? Draymond night. hit Nurkic. <laughs> Justin Herbert's finger is all hit up now. He has to get surgery. Done for the season. We have him on the Bears next year, which people are outraged by. Uh, Andrew in North Carolina on ESPNU. What's up, Andrew? Andrew, are you there? Andrew! Andrew is not there. Okay. Mike in Minnesota on ESPNU. What's up, Mike? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Um, You know, I was on KJM, you know, not too long ago when we were going through the whole Sabonis stump on on him by Draymond. And, you know, there was was excuses after excuses for Draymond. You know, he, he was holding his leg or whatnot. And now we've had the choke from our guy here in Minnesota. And then, and then the slap now by this guy. You, you got to sit Draymond down for twenty plus games. Not only twenty plus games, but he needs to have a some type of you know a mental evaluation, anger management. And my biggest thing is, I feel like he needs to have a press conference indicating that he you know understands that his behavior is unacceptable and that he needs to. You know, you know, change the way he goes about his approach and about dealing with the things that he does on the basketball court. Without him fully acknowledging it, which he has never done, he will never change his behavior on the court or feel like there's any remorse. When Kyrie Ir- or not when uh, yeah Kyrie Irving you know wasn't apologizing for his stuff, they they they, they sat him down and they they they, they didn't want to change anything until he, he showed some remorse. He needs to show remorse for his actions and the things that he's doing. Otherwise, it's a it's an eyesore for the league again. You know, and, and people need to stop, you know, taking up for Draymond Green. Yeah, I, I think that we got to be careful on some of the comparisons here. What Kyrie Irving said and did was harmful to a, a large amount of people in terms of, of the – I don't even want to go down that road. But this is a basketball-related thing. I don't know that Draymond's going to have a press conference saying, wow, I've hurt somebody, whatever it is. Like, that's not who he is. In fact, he's the opposite and said, I will say sorry if I did something unintentional, which he said last night was unintentional. The more you watch it, the more you wonder how could that be deemed unintentional. It wasn't unintentional. Yeah, I Let's just, get rid of that. Yeah, the, the press conference is not going to happen. The mental health stuff is his and his alone. Maybe he does it already. I have no idea. Yeah, but to, to his point about Adam Silver, I think the league should step in and say, you may be working with people, but whatever your process is, is not working for us because you're affecting our entertainment product. We want you to sit down with mental health professionals that we prescribe and do the work. And it's, and it's a situation where until you satisfy those individuals that are working with you with your mental health and your anger management – that's when we'll consider letting you back on the basketball court, but not beforehand. To me, it has to be that kind of approach. It might not even be putting a number of games on it. It's just when you do the work and it's satisfactory to all involved that are trying to help you in order to curb some of the behaviors that we're seeing, then we'll let you back on the court, but not before then. I think it has to be that approach yeah. and seeing if you can create some type of material change in how Draymond Green does business. Yeah, we're talking about the NBA punishment because 
we don't want anybody to get hurt. They're trying to be, well, we're hoping that they'll try to be more proactive rather than reactive because he really could hurt someone. But also if I'm the Warriors, I'm looking at this situation and saying, you're putting us in a bad position. You are not contributing to us winning. If I'm the opposition and I realize how quickly this guy gets ignited, I'm bothering him all the time. Well, that's mm-hmm. what LeBron did. Of course. But this is not going to go away. He's going to have to figure out a way to contain himself and to stop this explosion and this behavior because everybody sees that he can be poked, that they can poke the bear and that he's going to be reactive and it will put the Warriors at a deficit. David in Tampa watching on ESPNU joins us here on Unsportsman Life presented by Progressive Insurance. What's up, David? Hey, what's going on? Uh, people, how you doing? Good morning. Morning. Okay, first I'm going to start by saying I'm going to agree with you, Evan, about the urinal thing. Yeah. You got to go one, but, five, three. But the whole book, Wisconsin yeah. Badger thing, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm a Canes fan. Tyler Van Dyke ain't going to work for y'all. Ooh. Oh, Tyler, wow. Tyler, wait, hold on wow. a second. Because I, I did post game for the, for the University of Miami for three years, so I followed this, this program for a long period of time, not as closely as I used to. Tyler Van Dyke in his first year with UM was awesome. It was amazing. Since then, not as much. Not so, so much. So I have to sit back, David, and hope for the first year, not the last couple of years. Okay, good. Thanks for the Great talk, David. All right, good. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, So I think that the transfer, there's other transfer stuff, by the way. Riley Leonard goes from Duke to to, um, Notre Dame. We have Mm -hmm. that. Uh, How do you say DJ's last name properly? DJU. I just call him DJU. Okay, he's visiting Florida State. Ui Angalele. Very good. Um, He's visiting Florida State. So you got that news in there as well. They're going to lose Jordan Travis and potentially get. See, this is the thing. I'm all for the transfer thing. But when you have a guy that high. Hyped and given that many opportunities on his third school, does it get you worried? Because he went to Clemson. So he's going to Florida State. State. He's visiting Florida State. So they're not sold on Tate Rodemaker. So I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just, ah, I'm just sitting there thinking about well it. So maybe, so maybe the committee got it right. Well done, by leaving CC. Florida State out and putting Alabama in. Never maybe even maybe about the that. committee got it right. If Florida State and Mike Norvell are telling us we want another quarterback for next year, for next year then maybe Tate Rodemaker might not be a guy that's going to help us compete in the college football playoff They this still year. would like that op- that opportunity, Why though, would given they that, that they're undefeated yeah. just, just and well a Power done. 5 conference champion. Well done. Mike in North Carolina listening on Sirius XM80. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's going on, y'all? What's up, Mike? Hey, uh, real quick, Draymond Green's suspension should be doubled from here on out. Uh should be uh, unpaid and not be allowed in the facility until he figures it out. And then the next thing is, I never found out what happened to Canty's stolen slippers. Oh, good question. The slippers were recovered. They, they were, were recovered. Yeah. They were in the break room, right? Yeah, exactly. Mike found the slippers. So good on him for being able to find the slippers. But you know what we haven't discussed? If they were in the break room, does that mean someone wore them from the studio not. to I the God, break room? God, I hope not, and I'm choosing to believe that that's well, not Well, I was going to tell you guys, I was here for a long period of time one day, and... Um, no, it wasn't me. I was about to say, because them, them fighting words right there. <laughs> them fighting words. In between the, in between the break, we're going to have some furniture move. <laughs> Just saying. You want to do that anyway with this furniture, to be fair. Yeah, uh, Mel fair. Kuyper Jr. will join us coming up next on Sports with so like, bad. on ESPN so bad. Radio. It's, bad. it's so bad. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Along with Michelle Swoman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Very much looking forward to the music, obviously. Oh, CC's yeah. Dancing. Beautiful. <laughs> Want but, you to know. <laughs> very much looking forward to our next guest, Mel Kuyper Jr. My ES- favorite draft analyst. ESPN <laughs> NFL draft expert joins us here on Unsportsmanlike. We're officially in draft season with the college football regular yep. season over, which is awesome. And Mel joins us. All right, Mel, let's start it off this way. A team is going to pick Caleb Williams. Or Caleb Williams, Eli Manning style, is going to pick a team? If I'm Caleb, I'm just going where I'm going. I think that's that's the competitor that you want. Now, obviously, with Eli, you orchestrated very effectively. You ended up with two Super Bowls and took out Tom Brady and uh, you know twice. That's great. But I think Chicago, if you're thinking at number one, uh, that's a great organization to go to from a standpoint of just the talent that I think will be around the quarterback. They pick again at five. They can add a receiver there. Romo Dunze is the second-best receiver who would normally be wide receiver one in most drafts. Had there not be, would not be a Marvin Harrison Jr there. So if I'm Chicago, uh, yeah, you talk about resetting the clock. Justin has shown flashes of brilliance. He really has, considering what's around him. So you can maybe deal him certainly to Atlanta, New Orleans, Minnesota. Somebody's going to want a Justin Fields. So you can take Caleb, reset, move Justin, and get draft picks back in return, pick fifth, get the receiver, tight end Brock Bowers, whoever you want there, and be on your way. Mel, for the better part of this year, we've operated with the assumption that Caleb Williams will be the first quarterback off the board and Drake May shortly thereafter. As we move through the pre-draft process, are we sure that that's going to hold up or is there the possibility that Drake May can usurp Caleb Williams as the number one pick? I think this, Chris, I, I don't like to lock in this early, but what you're saying is is it's really up for debate. It, it had... Drake May had the kind of year we expected him to have. We would have been talking exactly that. The Virginia game, the NC State game, were kind of head scratchers. The accuracy, he had time, he had receivers open, and he missed them. So Drake wasn't an A-plus this year. Had he been that, I think the discussion would have been right now starting. I think the discussion now is, can Jaden Daniels catch Drake May Mm. and move ahead of him? So I think the race is for two, not one, So which it could have been. But I think there's going to be a really interesting discussion come late April. Is Jaden Daniels the second-best quarterback in this draft, or is Drake May the second-best quarterback? Interesting, Mel. Well, we know that a quarterback is always a big need in the NFL, but this year especially, with so many injuries, we Mm -hmm. are seeing how important quarterbacks are. We know a lot of teams are going to be looking for a quarterback. So how many guys do you have right now at quarterback with a first-round grade? Michelle, it's it's really going to get down to, do they come out? Is Shador Sanders coming out into the NFL draft, staying at Colorado? You hear he's staying with his father, with the talent they hope to build up around him so he doesn't get hit just about every every snap. So if that's the case, you take Shador out. Is Carson Beck going back to Georgia with only one year as a starter? You would hope he would. So you take Carson Beck out. So now you have, obviously, Caleb, go Drake, 
Jaden vying for that second spot. Then you get into J.J. McCarthy, only 20 years of age, but probably coming out of Michigan. You got Michael Penix Jr. You have Bo Nix. So they're all in the mix. I think McCarthy would slide in at number four, but certainly three guaranteed up there at the top. And Jaden Daniels, to me, deserves to be, like I say, in that discussion to be a top five, top seven pick overall. Talking with Mel Kuyper Jr., of course, ESPN senior NFL draft analyst here on Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's go back to what you said about basically two versus three instead of one versus two. So if Caleb Williams is going one, mm-hmm. one of Jaden Daniels and Drake May will go two. Will the other one potentially go three if Arizona is willing to trade out of that spot? If I'm Arizona and it goes quarterback, quarterback, boy, I'm thrilled to get the uh, arguably the best player in this draft is Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm. And in any year he would be. I mean, big comparisons to Calvin Johnson. I don't know. I don't like Thompson to say he's going to be, you know, Megatron and be that special, but he's going to be a heck of a player. And uh, I think he just equal what his dad did, uh, Marvin Harrison Sr., who was phenomenal coming out of Syracuse Hall of Famer. So if you're Arizona at three, you move forward with Kyler Murray, you take the receiver at three, you get Kyler a big-time option to throw to, a number one go-to guy. Should be one of the best receivers in the National Football League very early in his NFL career. So if, if, if it goes that way, I think Arizona would be happy at three to take the receiver. Then you get into, is Washington satisfied with how, or they want to audibleize away? What do the Raiders do at six? So that's where they're picking right now. Jaden Daniels is going to be a t- maybe a trade-up. That's what usually happens at that point for a quarterback like Jaden. So, uh, like I say, Atlanta at 11, do they make the move to get a Justin Fields? What does New Orleans do? It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Justin, obviously. What team does he go to will alleviate a problem that they may have in terms of the quarterback of the future. Then Jaden would be another guy to fit in there. And like I say, if he overtakes Drake May, then he goes second overall. And then Drake would become the third quarterback. You know, right now it's Drake, then Jaden. I'm saying Jaden, for the year he had, think about it, 57 touchdown passes, seven picks over the last two years at LSU. This year he was 11-7 per pass attempt tops in the nation. 8-4 per carry, 10 rushing touchdowns to be balanced. And, and Chris, you know this is a defensive player. For a quarterback to be aggressive, take shots, let it rip, run with the football, run through contact, evade, elude the way he did, yet not turn the ball over. That's a balance you have to strike. And normally the quarterbacks that are going to be that I'm saying reckless, but aggressive, will turn the ball over. Jaden Daniels did not over a two-year period. So I think at 6'4", he's 206 now. His, his, his accuracy, the, the way he went about his business, the dull threat he is. I, Herm Edwards brought up Randall Cunningham as a comp on Monday on the Monday Blitz. Uh, you know, so I, I, Jaden Daniels, the way the NFL game is played now, has to be in the discussion to be one of the top picks in this draft. Mel, another intriguing name in this draft that everybody knows is Brock Bowers. He's a national championship mm-hmm. with the Georgia Bulldogs. He plays the tight end position. Right now you have him as the sixth best available player in this upcoming draft. Now, I know we get into this debate about positional value and tight ends and running backs usually come up on the short end of the stick when having those debates. And certainly Kyle Pitts in Atlanta is not helping Brock Bowers in this situation, but... Do you think there's value in taking a player like Brock Bowers with the top 10 pick? I do, uh, just because of the way we see with Kelsey and Kittle and all the guys, Mark Andrews in Baltimore. Uh, ironically, you think about that group, 
None of those guys went early in the draft. Kelsey, Kittle, and Mark Andrews didn't go. It is a rarefied error of the top part. So, you know, you got them way down the line. So, again, uh, yeah, I think based on that, you would say yes. Uh, it's just a shame that Brock Bowers hasn't been healthy for Georgia, as Lad McConkey wasn't healthy for Georgia uh, in that, uh, that game that they needed to win, uh, you know, certainly against Alabama in the SEC title game. But uh, certainly Brock Bowers in this draft will go top ten. I think there's no doubt about that. Romo Dunze from Washington is the other receiver who is going to go very high. Normally, would be wide receiver one. He's going to be the second receiver, I believe, off the board. Although Keon Coleman from Florida State and even Malik Neighbors, who was one of the top targets, along with Brian Thomas Jr. for Jaden at LSU, is going to be in there. The receiver position, the wide receiver position, guys, is arguably right now the strongest position in this draft. Mel, there's always somebody that we don't talk about enough that flies up draft boards, that starts to really get a lot of attention. Who's that player right now that's maybe flying under the radar that we should be paying attention to? Michelle, I think uh, there's Fuaga, the offensive lineman tackle at Oregon State. Not enough people are talking about Troy Fatanu, the, the left tackle will be a guard, right tackle in the NFL to Washington. I think those, those offensive linemen haven't gotten enough. Layatu Latu is the best pass rusher in this draft. And he's an outside linebacker. Is it UCLA? Was it Washington? Had the injury and thought he was going to give up football. Came back and has been special. Now the medical at the combine will be important, but to watch him and the way his repertoire moves, the way he attacks, gets off the the edge and gets after the quarterback, the consistency week in and week out. Even though he was a marked man, it was impressive. So I think a lot too. If the medical's good and okay, and he's been great for UCLA. It was kind of ironic. Jalen Phillips, remember, was UCLA to Miami. Had the injury. Came back to Miami, you know, ended any, com- any concern about that, first-rounder. Latu has done exactly that, this time going to UCLA, playing for the Bruins, and he's a heck of a player. All right, Mel, hear us out on this. We have a crazy one we're going to throw at you in terms of the conversation we've had today about the draft and the quarterback position. Justin Herbert has been amazing individually for the Chargers. The Chargers have not been. CC has made the point, we agree, that the Bears are actually closer to their division title than the Chargers are. Is it crazy for those two teams to have a conversation about Herbert for one and five? Herbert, to me, is a charger for a long time. What they need to do, to, for me, I'm calling, I'm talking to Jim Harbaugh, and I'm bringing Jim Harbaugh in to run my work, to, to be the head coach. Uh, yeah, I got a GM, but Jim Harbaugh is, the, you know about the quarterback whisperer? Think about Jim. He's at San, University of San Diego with Josh Johnson. Mm-hmm. He made Josh Johnson an NFL guy. Yep. He goes to Stanford. He's winning. He's winning like a 43-point underdog. He's beating USC, right? He's, he's getting it done wherever he is. He's going to the Super Bowl and making Colin Kaepernick a great quarterback. Going to the Super Bowl where he lost to our Baltimore Ravens, right, Chris? Yep. Uh, then, then you think about where he is now with J.J. McCarthy, 20 years of age, going to be a first-round draft choice. Yeah, Jim, Jim Harbaugh is my head. If I'm the Chargers and I'm the owner. I'm, I'm on the phone day in and day out with Jim Harbaugh saying, you're going to be my guy. Well said. Very fair. Very fair. Uh, before we let you go, do you remember at all what you said about one Chris Canty going into the draft? <laughs> I have the write-up if you ever want. I have to go get it. I have the write-up. I, oh I know it was God. very favorable. How could you not like Chris Canty uh, coming out? Uh, another guy was one of the, uh, I'd say, bargain picks in the draft. That is exactly what you said. You literally were, were exactly. I'll get it. Yep. Next time I'm one with you guys, yes. I will read you the key <laughs> bullet points of that write-up that I had on Chris Canty. I can't read it all because it'll take a while. It was a big write-up, but I'll get you the special qualities he had. Love it. Perfect tease for the next time you're on. Mel Kuyper Jr., the Thanks, best in the Mel. business. Thank Enjoy you so much, Enjoy it, guys. Great job. Yeah, take care, everybody. Perfectly right. quaffed hair, by the way. Always. Mel's hair Perfectly. is Always. the best. He's, he's got the best hair in the business. Big time. It's amazing. I mean, he's great hair, but I mean, I'm working on my nah, don't, don't, don't try to put yourself on that level. Don't do that.
Don't do that. There's levels to this, Ev. You have great hair. Smalls has great hair. You have hair. great hair. I will say. It's not, it's not Mel Kuyper level hair. I get. T- it's well, not. I agree. It's not. It's okay. He's got a, sig- a signature hairstyle. Yes, exactly. It's I do get a lot of praise on Smalls' hair. The amount of people that every day are like, tell me about her hair. I'm like, I don't know about her hair. No. What do you mean? What do you want me to tell you about her hair? Should I do an AMA on her Gray hair and sweet potato pie. Mel Kuyper. I yes. thought it was pumpkin pie. Is it pumpkin pie? Yeah, pumpkin. pumpkin. He Pumpkin's loves pumpkin pie. pie. Is loves. it pumpkin pie? He eats it year round. Yeah, exactly. I think Love pumpkin every pie. day, right? Yeah, I'm I think almost mistaken. every day. Yeah, next time we're on, or he's Mel, on. I gotta get Mel over to the sweet potato pie. Feel like he's. You're he gonna try to one. change Mel Kuyper's pie selection? Yeah, I just feel like he's got to have the right sweet potato pie. We got to get him over on that side. Good luck on that. We gotta work on that. Good luck on that. All right, coming up, we got a round of respect to check it. But first, CC has this from Vivid Seats. Oh boy, Vivid Seats. That's where you it, buy it, tickets to big is, games. Yeah, that, they, they do that. But listen, it's bowl season, basketball season, hockey, pro football. They're all in action. And Vivid Seats has it all for you and your ticket gifting needs this holiday season. See every one-timer, every touchdown, every dunk live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is time for a round of Respect It or Check It. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Ryobi is awesome. Let me tell you why. This Saturday, make cleanup easy with the Ryobi 18-volt 1-plus cordless leaf blower from the Home Depot. Smalls has questions for us. We either respect it or check it. What do you have, Smalls? First one, after this latest suspension for Draymond Green last night, which is his, excuse me, ejection, not suspension, uh, his third ejection of the season, respect it or check it. Draymond should be suspended for 20 games. Respect it. It needs to be a double-digit suspension because there has to be a punishment element to it, but I also think it should be of the indefinite variety. We don't have to put a hard and fast number of games on this thing. It needs to be about trying to get Draymond Green the help that he needs from mental health professionals and anger management professionals so that he stops doing what he's doing. It's clearly an issue, and it's obvious that the people within the organization, players and coaches, can't get him to stop behaving like this. So somebody else has to step in and intervene, and in the meantime, we're going to take him off the basketball court and let him get that fixed out and let him get that worked out. I am going to check it. 20 is too much because you're going from – you're quadrupling his previous suspension. 
I'm okay with the idea of five to ten. If you're thinking about five, it has to be six because you can't do the same as the last one. I also am not of the belief that suspending him works. I think you need another method. Problem is, I don't have another method. Yeah, I was going to say that. I don't have issue. another there method. There is no, no – the method. fines don't work. The suspensions don't work. I think the only way he ever actually changes is if somehow Steph Curry or somebody gets through to him, which is not fair to Steph, or I've suggested LeBron, not fair to LeBron as his close friends. Like, they're just – there's no. This is who he is. Just to push back, I'm not going to say the suspensions don't work. We just haven't seen a suspension long enough to actually make him think about it or think differently when it comes to those moments in games where he can do something stupid. Well, then wait, hold on. On that, that's interesting. So what you're you're not saying a 20 game, a 10 game is definitely going to work. You would just like to see it tried. Yeah, we don't know that. Right. We don't know so, okay, that a double digit suspension won't work. Then we're not. Def- then we're not saying opposite things. You're willing to say. I want to see it. I'm I'm saying maybe more definitively, I don't think it's going to work. But I guess there's a window for both. Like, yeah. maybe it does. Next one, Smalls. Respect it or check it, Justin Herbert is not a top 10 quarterback. Oh, check it. Check it. Justin Herbert, through the first four years, has the most completions, most passing yards, and the second most passing touchdowns anybody in NFL history. The only person that has more passing touchdowns is Dan Marino, and that guy wears a gold jacket. Justin Herbert is a gold jacket type of quarterback. Is the only reason that I would think that he wouldn't be capable of getting into the Hall of Fame would be because of the organization he plays for and what the hell they put around him. There's a reason why Archie Manning told Eli Manning that there's no way in hell you're going to play for the L.A. Chargers, well, then San Diego Chargers. It's because they're that bad. And Justin Herbert is going to be on his, what, third co- third head coach in five years? Not great. Not great, Bob. Not great. So let's do it this way. I assume he is, but let's just play out quarterbacks in the league that are definitively, when healthy, better than him. Mahomes, Burrow, Burrow, Lamar. I, I would agree, but I don't know that everybody else would agree. I would on agree that. with okay. you, Lamar. Hurts, Hurts. That's yes. four. Who else would we say definitively? I I can't say Josh Allen personally. Can, can you say Dak? Would Dak you- this year. Dak this year is better relative to his individual play and his team success than Herbert's ever been. Yeah. So I'm fine with that. I would put Allen there. I wouldn't. Would you put Trevor Lawrence there? I would. So yeah, so, so he's, top so, 10. he's so, somewhere in that that five that six seven eight range. He's somewhere in there. Oh. And if he's somewhere in six seven eight with a team that's not good enough, with a coach that's not good enough, that's why someone like Harbaugh or Belichick get enticed of the idea of oh, if I had him, or even just in big picture. I know we're not saying this is going to happen, but that's why you'd say sure, I'll give up one and five. Yeah, that's why you say something like that. Yeah. All right, well, that leads perfectly, Evan, into this next one. It's almost like you do this for a living. We've been talking about the Chargers. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> the Chargers potentially wanting to trade with the Bears 1-5 for Justin Herbert. Respect it or, ch- or check it. The Dolphins would or should trade Tua to the Bears for 1-5. There's no oh, way respect, the Bears would do re- that. Respect though. it. Respect it. Yeah, if, the, if you're the Dolphins, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, do we got to drive him from Miami to Chicago? So, like, if I'm with that, so you're pack four. If they're the general manager for the Dolphins, who is it? Chris Greer is he still yes, the GM? Correct, yep. I'll drive his ass to Chicago for the first and the fifth pick, absolutely, and put Caleb Williams with Tyreek Hill and potentially Marvin Harrison Jr. Hell yeah, I do that. It's a no brainer. That is done deal. That is no world in which the Chicago Bears would entertain that because we saw what Tua was without Tyreek Hill on the field on Monday Night Football. But if you're the Dolphins, you absolutely would do that deal. Um, I don't think the Dolphins would even need the five pick. Just for the one? Yeah. You worry about his health, too. I'm just saying. I'm getting Caleb Williams, and I keep Mike McDaniel. 
And I don't have to worry about paying my quarterback, which they yeah. do over the next I don't couple years. I don't even need the five. You're not going to give me the five? All right, fine. I'm good. <laughs> just, like, I'm good. <laughs> this is a crazy one. And that's not a knock on Tua. We're talking about a reset of the dollar figure in a division that's still win- winnable with a rookie quarterback. With, with a win- quarterback that we still have some questions about yeah. when it comes to his health. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Next one. Sitting there at 13 and 10. Respect it or check it. The Clippers are better than we thought. Ooh. I'm saying check it because I thought they were going to be really good. So I'm flipping the script a little bit. I was the one person who actually believed this was a good move for the Clippers, even though I'm not a James Harden fan. I just thought it made sense. But also, I want to not downplay one reason I thought this was a good move. Ty Lue is not good. He is great. He's a great coach. He is not a good coach. He is a great coach. Ty Lue is great within the 48 minutes of a game, and then when a team goes to a locker room, if a star player is being a pain in the butt, Ty Lue is going to get in his face. He is not afraid. He is not an enabler of bad behavior, okay? And that's that's. I'm not saying that Warriors are in this case. It wasn't meant to be like that. I just think that Ty Lue is awesome, and that's why I think the Clippers are really good. Uh, I'm going to check it. I, I don't think they're better than what we thought they were. We know that they have the talent to dial it up on any given night. In the last few weeks, they've been having more of those nights. But you got Kawhi Leonard. You got Paul George, guys that can't stay healthy. You saw Paul George go out of that game again last night. And then you got James Harden, who's known to pull no-shows at any given point. So why would I think this team is going anywhere? Just because they boat raced the Sacramento Kings in one game? I'm thinking that that's going to lead to them going on a championship run where you got to be healthy for two months during the playoffs? Hell no. So you're not sold yet? I'm not sold on this team. I'm not sold on them. Next one. Last one, quickly. Respect it or check it. The Patriots move on from Bill Belichick in season. I got to go with Tinkle, guys. Sorry. Oh, uh, check it. The they're, not, they're, not, they're not getting rid of him in season, but they are moving on from him. Yeah. They're, they're, this is done. This not is re- in season. Yeah, like, like when Pat McAfee asked Robert Kraft about knowing what's coming. In all fairness, it wasn't a question, but he framed it like we all know what's coming. Yeah. There's a reason why Robert Kraft got up, shook his hand, and walked off the set. Because he's not ready to have that conversation publicly. But I do believe that they've had those conversations privately. There's an understanding within that organization that they're parting ways with Belichick this offseason. I think Gerard Mayo is going to be the next head coach. I have to ask why, though. And I think he deserves to be. But if you don't want Belichick, why do you want a Belichick disciple? We've been saying that. Just throwing that out there. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.